you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animate chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary. And add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. I'm a nerd Listen up, fanboys. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Special CineQuest 2016 edition. Hi, I'm Rick Brett Snyder, filling in for Derek McCaw, who is currently on location at Gallifrey One, Southern California's preeminent Doctor Who convention. Derek is going to bring back plenty of convention coverage in the upcoming podcasts and articles on Fanboy Planet. And if you're at Galley, please do say hi and let him know you're a listener. In the meantime, We've got a special show for you. Last week, Derek and I were able to sit down at CineQuest to discuss the upcoming film festival, the events, the films, the stars, and of course the parties, and so much more. And we brought it back for you. So, with no further ado, let's go to Derek. We are here. Introduce yourselves, but the audience will be able to tell that Jessica is the one woman in the room when we say <laughs> Jessica, but still, just, you know, kind of. Well, I'm Michael Rabo with CineQuest Film Festival. I'm the programming director. And I'm Jessica Galico. I'm the publicist this year. Excellent. Thank you for joining us. We're here for our, now is this fourth or fifth year? This is at least the fourth. At least the fourth year sitting down. Mine too. To talk with, uh, with CineQuest. We haven't always had Michael because sometimes he sees us coming ahead of time and then hides. And there's... Two oh, he has, quote, unquote, meetings that he has to attend. No, no, usually grants to write. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, we, we're on a doubt program director, Michael Rabel, with us today. And I'm just going to talk about what's coming up for CineQuest 2016. Well, apparently a lot of air quotes. <laughs> a lot of air quotes. No, I can't that, tell that, that, that was, they that was just waving. Air. That was just <laughs> waving. That was gesticulation. That was different from an air quote. <laughs> But you were looking down. You just but it's great. My... We both did air quotes, and no one can see it except for people in this room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Rick's periscoping this right now. <clears throat> what? Yeah. Anyway, so we're sitting quest 2016. Let's start. Let's start with uh, with Mavericks because you've got some interesting uh, events coming up. Because James Franco is going to come here. Is he? He's going to just like He's show up, Alto. wander through. We're just, he's just going to show up and wander through. Yeah, that's that's exactly what he's going to do. Because it's actually out of out of because the, the the festival. It's a pre. That's a pre festival event. Yeah. yeah. Right. So what what's up with this pre festival event? Well, we are actually having a uh, what we call the uh, storytelling conclave, which uh, is uh, a, a gathering of uh, storytelling people, and James Franco is uh, the Maverick Spirit honoree for that event, uh, and they're going to be talking about uh, various ways that the tell stories we uh, how innovative new storytelling techniques can be and all that. So, mm-hmm. and Which then ties into the t- technology. Now, for the storytelling conclave, will you be wearing your Mother Goose costume? No, Jessica's wearing one. Hair nice. Flip. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there was hair flip. Hair. I was like, and then she described it for me. <laughs> Perfect. Because she, she learned what we hadn't. Air no, no, actually, Make be, sure to tune into the second audio channel for the visual description <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> I, hate, I hate to tell you this, but the Mother Goose outfit is going to be worn by Chris Garcia. No, seen it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> only because I know he's been on this podcast that people know who he is. I can right. mention so, that. Has, yeah. So this, 
we're talking about Cinequest has often been uh, dedicated to alternative storytelling. I, I'm not sure I like saying alternative, but new technology for storytelling techniques. In, in, innovations. How about that? Okay, let's go with innovations because there's two. You've got uh, you've got Barco Escape. Yes. Uh, which was introduced last year? Correct, yes. Okay, and and you're also doing a virtual reality lounge. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of impressed by this and intrigued. Well, I knew you would be. But someone else must must be. Somebody else must be. I'm, I'm, sure, that, I'm sure you must have some people who want to see that. Will, mm-hmm. they, will they be serving Tito's in the virtual reality lounge? I'm not sure there's going to be any place at the festival where we're not serving Tito's. Okay. So they're a sponsor yet again, Tito's Handmade Vodka. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. All right. I'll, I'll actually be wearing the T-shirt a lot more, too. Excellent. That's that's the, that's that's, our, that's in our contract. It's a contractual thing. <laughs> and, and and a little tip for those at home: if you spray a T-shirt with vodka, you don't actually have to wash it. You can just like spritz it. It's a it's a, it's a theater trick <laughs> to make the costume smell fresher. Um, <clears throat> and that's what we're using the vodka for, right? It's not for drinking. So um, no, it is, and lots of it. So the for the Barco Escape, you've got a lot more programming this year for that. Yeah, we uh, actually have uh, six features that are six features, six shorts. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Wow, this got a lot bigger and nobody knew what was going <laughs> sorry, on with it. Sorry, we're, we're promoting six features now. Uh, six shorts that we actually uh, were, uh, co- we commissioned filmmakers to make this year and actually gave them the budgets to make wow. uh, six for, uh, returning filmmakers, including the Keeling Boys. Yeah, from last year. And they they uh, are actually uh, did one of the shorts for this year, another horror film, of course. Excellent. Um, and uh, they did it in the Barco Escape format. Uh, they, we gave them the budget for that. And then we actually have a feature, too, Mr. Invincible, which is a uh, romantic comedy uh, with Alison Stoner and uh, Bill Ingvall. Yes. Excellent. <clears throat> and, and that is also that, that, you know, that's the first feature length film from Cinequest Maverick. Studios is that we did the documentary um, that's on Somali Mom, which, oh, was, okay. which was the the first one. This is the first narrative feature, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, so that that essentially now this is going to be the first full feature that's originally done in Barco Escape format too. Excellent. So for those who are listening and have not did not attend Cinequest last year, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, uh, Barco Escape is three screens, um, angled. I'm trying to describe it there's, for people. There's like, yeah, it's, it's sort of like a, think of it as a, a, a half circle, I guess is the best way to put it. But they're not, they're not, it's, it's not a circle. It's more like a. It feels like a perspective box. Half an octagon, maybe. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> right, because there that, that would be a difference between it and, say, for those who remember long, long ago, Cinerama, which it, there's well, still the Cinerama screen down in Hollywood, yeah. the arc light. But, and I was thinking that's, that seems yeah. to me when I was very little, uh, to be like half half a circle. But yeah. Marco is different. It is a different it is. and it is a different experience. And and, and, and the way they do it, um, it's especially with the filmmakers we work with, and as you saw last year for those who did attend, um, they are using the sc- uh, screens for, you know, to show one image or multiple images at the same time to get that emo- emotion of mm-hmm. what's going on with each scene and what the characters are doing. So it's a very unique one. It's very immersive. Um, and I, I, it's, 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 it's hard to describe without actually seeing it. No, yeah. And it is. It, it's, it's a very experiential thing. It's like, it's, it's something that I wasn't prepared for when I saw it. I, th- I thought, oh, this would be kind of cool. And when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, this is really cool. <laughs> and it's almost like a new, new, new grammatic grammar rules for filmmaking yeah. apply. We saw a couple of the shorts last year where 
there were different scenes on different screens, and so it was almost like where you paid attention, which, as you right. said, experiential, sort of like what's happening in with, with theater. I was talking last year to the director of Estrella, who does experiential theater like Sleep No More, and, and I think what, what, what some of the other what was the one that was just here, the uh, Dave Eggers thing, The Circle, where it depends on where you're where you are in the room, where you choose to focus, the story almost changes. Yeah, depending on what you can tune out and tune into, or sometimes in the building. Yeah, but, but at least for Barco, it's like still one place. So I know that, that Fox had done the Maze Runner and the Scorch Trials uh, oh, they in did Barco the Scor- Escape. I, I watched Maze Runner last year. They did They did the Scorch did Trials, Scorch trials in, in Barco Escape, but I don't know where else in the world I would go to see a Barco Escape film except for Cinequest at Camera 12. Well, they are going to be uh, – I don't have the exact uh, numbers, but they are going to be launching this year 100 theaters in the U.S. Wow. With the escape format. Cool. Um, and uh, the films that you're going to see here that are premiering here are going to be part of that tour as well. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And I don't I don't have all the details on that because I haven't been involved in that. But I do know that that's what their the, the, the goals are right now is 100, 100 theaters by the end of the year, I believe. Now, okay. is that theater permanently <clears throat> set up for Barco or does it get set up for the festival? That, they have one screen at Camera 12 that's permanently, permanently set up. Done. Yeah. Okay. I I, I get to a camera 12 a lot but i don't think i've been in that theater when it hasn't been the film festival well the event we did recently i hadn't been in there since that screen since last year at the festival yeah and they have tracks and everything that the screens are on and now it's now it's completely all built into the theater itself Good. Yeah, Good. so when when you when you're watching a movie that's not in that format, the screens are on the side, and then when it's time, they move it all in. You just Ooh, watch it. I want to see that happen. It, well, I did. I did. Ooh. All right. How about the virtual reality suite? What's going on with that? Actually, I haven't been involved in that very much. <laughs> okay, it's going to be an area of my focus then for a later podcast. Can, and can, I, and can, I don't mean to put put can, put can we edit this out? <laughs> yeah. I, I actually haven't been involved in that process at all, or the planning of that, uh, and that's why Hoffman would have been good to have for that because he really knows it. But it is going to be like it's part of the part of the VIP lounge. There are going to be like lots of virtuality technology there. I'm not sure which companies we're using and how they're doing it, but I know Barco okay. is Barco is involved in it. Oh, I don't I don't know how much. Um, I just know a little bit what I've been told, and I just. I had my blinders on during you the process. You can't know everything, yeah. Michael. And I had my blinders on because I was doing the schedule for the festival. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> and I was drinking Tito's, you know. And you're inviting Rita Moreno. That's true. Or invited. She I, accepted the that's, that's, Maverick Spirit That's Award. true. I was, I was doing all that, too. Yes. No, let's talk about Rita Moreno coming because it's the celebs. It's, it's fascinating. I'm sure they won't be the only people – Maverick Spirit Award winners aren't, aren't the only people that come that are well known. No, not at all. I mean, people show up for films because I mean, I, I doubt that. Uh, well, no, I, I should say I, I don't know who's coming. You never, you never know. But yeah, don't ever doubt. Don't I don't. Ever. I'm sorry. I, I doubted for a moment, and I, I saw you know my hand faded. So uh, anyway, Rita Moreno's coming, and yeah. Saturday, March fifth, yeah, in the evening for the world premiere of Remember Me. Uh, which is a, a new comedy that she's in, and it, I actually, when the, during the process of watching the films, I actually thought it was one of the funniest ones I'd seen. So it's perfect that she's going to be there for it, and we're giving Maverick Spirit Award the conversation, and everything. And who's going to be conducting the interview this year? I you don't. Know? I don't know you who's don't doing that. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think they're still setting that one up. Okay. Okay. But I but I will find out. No, I I'm just curious. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, so she will be here on Saturday, March fifth. Uh, and Frank, I'm I'm excited about that because, uh, and I know you're going to hate this, but I'm not a big musical person. 
Um, and don't give me that look. Don't give me that look. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I will say West Side Story is one of the ones. For Pet me. Shop Boys. Well, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. The, the lady doth protest too much, methinks. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, because who, who doesn't like West Side Story, right? I mean, yeah. and that's groundbreaking from, from her role as Anita. Yeah. For those who do not like West Side Story or do not know, haven't seen it, um, she was. I think she was the original Broadway Anita as well. I, I believe and so. And she's yeah. the one cast member to carry over. So, uh, and then she was on Oz for HBO. She she recently a Berkeley rep doing a, doing something. There was a something she was doing. Ago. I can't remember. Yeah. So yeah. she she's loved the Bay Area for a while. So it's it's really nice to, to see her here. Now Franco is only going to be at the twenty eighth, right? He's not going to be through the rest of correct. He's correct. He's just for the for the one evening. Yeah. All right, and then uh, the other one we've got uh, the Media Legacy Award. Oh, well, yeah, one more Maverick well, Spirit. One more Maverick Spirit. Tell me, Bob Hawk. Bob Hawk. Right. And um, actually, he is one of the iconic uh, figures in independent cinema. Um, he's not a filmmaker. What he does is he has essentially made people's careers. I mean, he, he discovered Kevin Smith. He discovered Steven Soderbergh. I mean, the people people who have basically gone on to make these humongous films, and he saw them and saw something in them, and basically took them and said, okay, you're going to go and do this, 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 um, but sort of like stayed behind the scenes. But this year somebody uh, went and did a, a documentary about him um, and uh, showed all the impact he's had on independent cinema from tons of artists. I mean, the, the, the film itself has something like 50 different filmmakers he's discovered that have gone and do like these amazing films. Um, and so he's going to be here to accept that with the film. Um, and then talk about it. And actually, he's been involved with CineQuest since year one. Oh. Um, as an advisor, um, you know, I, I, he'll call me up like sometime in November, December and say, hey, you know, have you seen this film? Have you seen this film? I said, no, they didn't submit to us and and stuff like that. And he's like, well, I'm going to get them to. So he'll, he'll like I'll, I'll suddenly it'll show up in like the submissions. I'll see the film there. I'm like, oh, they submitted. <laughs> no, I, re- I really like that focus. <clears throat> I think people don't really understand how they can be like um, – it was the, the guy that Malcolm Gladwell wrote about the, the the psychological role of of the Maven, the person that talks. Like a few years ago, when yeah. he had it, a couple of years ago, when Harry Knowles was here, and how he said he's you know the film enthusiast who's here to tell people about stuff. But, but Robert Hawk is someone who who stays behind the scenes. Nobody knows him. Yeah, they they, but, they will now. But but <laughs> they wouldn't know so many other people they like if it mm-hmm. wasn't for him. Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting spotlight to shine. Yeah, I mean, I I don't even know if Kevin Smith would have gone off and done big stuff without him because what what happened he showed a work in progress screening at an ifp thing in new york and essentially bob and, and it had two people at the screening two people at the screening and bob hawk was one, one of them, them. Okay. and then he called up the new york times and said you should talk to this guy and about a week after the screening when he, kevin smith was really depressed and everything like oh god and he got a call and suddenly like he was at sundance the next thing he knows so oh, there great, you go. Great story. And it's probably in the documentary. So. It is. Yeah. So <laughs> so I didn't give anything away. Don't Spoilers. worry. Spoilers. Oh, it, it was in the. And fr- Kevin the- Smith got a career. Kevin oh. Smith doesn't commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> it is in the documentary. Yeah. Um, but then the media legacy, which we were, you were about to talk about, Owen Gleiberman. Uh, and uh, th- we started that, you know, you mentioned Harry Knowles a few uh, seconds ago. And um, we started this about three years ago. Uh, Harry Knowles, uh, Eric Cohn from IndieWire. Uh, mm-hmm. Kenneth Tran from uh, L.A. Times. Yeah. Uh, last year uh, was Ann Thompson. And this year, Oban Gleiberman, who's been with Entertainment Weekly, works for BBC.com now. 
been a film critic for I don't even know how many years now. It probably says in his bio, but I didn't actually. I wrote it. Or I, I was involved in writing it, but I didn't actually remember reading it. Now. I don't know. Oh, it has been with uh, Entertainment <clears throat> Weekly since 1990. There you go. There, so I have to do but, math on the fly. 26 years. Okay. There you go. Uh, but um, but he's uh, what we what we usually do with the media legacy is we uh, present them with the award and they present uh, a film that they think represents something that really had impact on them. And he picked actually his favorite film of all time, which is Manhunter, Michael Mann's Manhunter, mm-hmm. which I think of that series of the Thomas Harris stuff is the best one. So, mm-hmm. and actually, you were saying earlier off the air um, that. Uh, uh, Brian Cox was the best lector as well. I, yeah, 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 which I think, I, so. I, I think so too. I mean, I think hands down he is. He's creepy. <laughs> but so matter of fact about it, you know, you know yeah. like he's not trying to be, which is a little disturbing. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> that's that's a great film. So let's then turn to a little bit about um, what films you think are going to be of the most interest to the fanboy planet, which tends to be more genre. You know, we're more sci-fi and horror and attract. Although we like comedy, so. You like- well, let's start with sci-fi. <laughs> let's start with sci-fi. All right. Um, one of the things that um, one of the films that I thought was really really fun uh, called the Phoenix Incident, and what they did was they took the um, the uh, a few years ago there were these lights above the city of Phoenix in the news that people thought were UFOs, um, and essentially uh, they took that news story and footage from it on the newscast and created a narrative film around it that actually aliens were invading. Um, so I, I I will. It's sort of like a found footage kind of movie, but also in the vein of like a, what is the Orson Welles, the uh, War, War, the World, the War the Worlds. It's sort of, it's video found footage, but it's done in that whole like progression of like mm-hmm. we're being invaded, invaded, and that kind of thing. So actually, it's it really well done how they do it. And the guy who directed it, um, he actually is a video game writer. That's his. That's what he does as a living. Mm. Um, and you can see some of that in the movie, but uh, overall, it's just really. Uh, kind of a cross between that War of the Worlds and uh, what's the film that J.J. Abrams produced with the monsters in New York? Cloverfield. Uh, Cloverfield, yeah. Which has a sequel coming out soon. Oh. Ten, Clo- Ten Cloverfield Way or something. Oh, uh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a cross between that. It's, it's really interesting how they do it and uh, fun and the, the special effects and the makeup stuff they do with the, 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 the quote-unquote monsters uh, is really cool how they do it I, I can't explain it because it's a visual thing on the screen but really really fun and um you'll i think the people are going to like that one we're, we're showing it three times so people have a chance to see it i do like the fact that you could remember orson wells but you couldn't remember Lord, uh, war of the worlds it's like <laughs> well, you're, it's, it's your film core to be fair no <laughs> no that was a radio broadcast he doesn't know radio oh, okay that's true i don't i don't i don't i don't, I don't even I, I barely know podcasts okay you're on one right now. What? what? I'm soaking in it. Okay. That's right. Wait, we have to break for a commercial. And we're back. I don't know what that was about. Anyway, uh, what would... Uh, commercial. Commercial. <laughs> Next. What, what else? Uh, the Phoenix incident. That does sound intriguing. You always know. Um, Embers, which is a, a, a sci-fi film with uh, Jason Ritter. It's an ensemble piece about... Uh, this uh, post-apocalyptic world where everybody's forgotten everything and they're trying to remember what happened in their lives and you can't really figure it out. Kind of like today. I'm going to keep on talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like... uh, In that tone. What was the one about the guy who writes on his arms and stuff? Starts with Memento. Oh, Memento, Memento, yeah. I'm glad you remember that. Yeah. (laughs) We're just going to talk about remembering. (laughs) Remember when you were in the Beatles? I didn't have a written (laughs) That was great. (laughs) That was great. 
See, it's memento written right there. <laughs> anyway, so Embers, it's a, actually a female director too, and like you, you don't see too many sci-fi films by female directors, and I think she did a really amazing job. Uh, it's shot around the world in different cities because it's people around the world connected in certain ways. Hmm. Um, hence the Embers of like. Oh, know, okay. Yeah, yeah you're fanning yeah. the flames. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for literalizing <laughs> it for us. And then another sci-fi one that I really like is a Portuguese film called uh, – I'm, I'm not even sure how to pronounce it because I've never actually heard the director say it. But it's G-E-L-O. It's yellow, I think. But it's, it means ice in yellow. Portuguese. Yellow. Anyway, um, and it's, uh, it's, a sto- it's a story about uh, where, how they find this fro- frozen corpse uh, that's intact from uh, uh, the prehistoric times. And they take its DNA and create a person out of it. And they're trying to find how to prolong life and make somebody um, basically uh, immortal. And that's the, what the film's about. And somehow that young girl is connected to another woman in a way. And I can't say too much more about it because it's one of those twists and turns kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's that's one that people really like because I, I think that once you get to that last half hour of that movie, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, okay, now I get what they were doing. And it's really interesting how they do it, and I don't. And I'm not going to tell you more than that. Don't no, give, don't, don't stop, me. stop, no. stop, stop. Give me that look. No, <laughs> no, you've got you, 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 you had me at yellow. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, I know that was horrible. Yeah. Uh, no, but I, I like when you have like uh, foreign, foreign language films that are sci-fi or horror because we don't really get those two a chance to see those too often. Yeah, here in the U.S. So. And actually, it, it, this is a filmmaker who's had two other films at the festival too. It's a, they they were not sci-fi films; they were uh, comedies. This is his first non-comedy we've showed. Okay, yeah, cool. And I thought they did really good because it's also a romance story too. It's a love story and sci-fi and weird kind of scientific uh, government stuff too. So lots cool. of lots of little things. Portuguese government, of course. Yes. I'm not sure what form that takes. I don't know I'm either because I'm American. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the, who the leader is. There. I don't, do they have a president? What are they? Doing? I don't know. I, I think they do. Okay, good. I have no idea. I'm going to keep on whispering. <laughs> anyway, uh, but over those. Oh, the other the other sci-fi film. It's a, sort of a sci-fi horror. Is uh, the Empire of Corpses, which I guess, which is an anime film from mm-hmm. Japan. What? <laughs> so another foreign one for you. Um, anyway, but I think it's really amazing how they do this because they incorporate all these literary figures, including uh, writers and their monsters. Into, oh, okay. And so, so Mary Shelley and Frankenstein. Yeah, anyway. it's, uh, they incorporate all into this uh, weird society of uh, the reanimation of corpses as basically slave labor. Okay. Um, but suddenly the corpses start to overpopulate. The people, the the actual living people. It's a very political film. Yeah, very political. But the animation uh, is really pretty amazing, and of course, uh, the the musical score and just the tone of it because it's. I haven't seen a lot of anime, but I have seen enough to know that this one just the way they incorporated that the writing of those characters and everything is really unique that I haven't seen before. So cool. Um, I, I think that one people are really going to like a lot. All right, I have that one starred for later. Good, excellent. Um, we have uh, some horror films. Okay. The first one is a horror comedy called A Beginner's Guide to Snuff uh, about these guys who enter a horror movie contest uh, to try to make the best horror movie they can um, and decide to turn it into a snuff film. Um, without, They just want to scare the scare the victim, though, not really kill More the of a cinema verite thing. Yeah, yes. they don't really, really want to kill her, but um, the tables get turned on them. Um, 
And I like it. I don't think you need to say much more. I'm not going to really. say more. I'm not going to say more because, than that because it really does. That's a good concept. That's that's that sounds yeah. fun. And um, I I was trying to think of like how to compare it to something, and I would say like you know the the early uh, Owen Wilson Luke Wilson films, the like comic Bottle Rocket. Bottle Rockets. Like yeah. I would put in that vein, but as more horror comedy than just hmm. you know. Okay. I'd put in that vein of like the the dynamics between the characters because they're brothers and all that stuff, and right. really interesting how they do it. Um and. Uh, Ooh, the strange eyes of Doctor Mize. Um, that one. We have that open up right now too. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me. That one there is. How do I explain this one? It's about a scientist who wants to expand the human senses and decides to graft animal senses onto her, onto herself, and expand her mind and her senses. And it's this. So we- this is a remake of the Rob Schneider film, The Animal, right? Yeah. <laughs> This is this is this is more. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> that was a shout out to Cardiangelo. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. Uh, but I would say this is if people who are fans of the B movies of the fifties and the, the those uh, those the, those weird kind of like uh, the title definitely evokes yeah. that like X the Man with Rex Ray eyes. Yeah, it, it, it's it's it, it, yeah in that vein. Uh, the uh, it's a weird combination of musical. Um, animation. Wait, no, you got me. Uh, there it is. <laughs> okay, I'm done. It's a musical. So it's animated? It's a combination of animation, music, musical, uh, live action, experimental, uh, okay. all kinds of stuff. So that's actually one of the, 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 the more of the mind benders of the festival. But it's really cool how they do it and really, really unique. Are you going to use that to transition into the mind bender shorts? No, I'm not, but you know. Although you told me, like, probably should have Chris Garcia speak more to the shorts, right? Because he's done yeah, he the should. program. I, yeah, it, yeah. I have. I, I've seen maybe two of the shorts so far this year. But we can always say that is a highlight, it you is, know, for us. It's one of the better genres for the form, you know, the, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the twisty little story. Yeah, the mind meters. We that's a series that's been very popular since we started it, as well as the animation series too. That's always been very popular. Those mm-hmm. are the and the comedies. Those are those are the three that do. The, the oh best. yeah, I saw some great comedies last year. Yeah, and they and they say this year it's even better than last year. So, I, but I haven't seen them yet. So, mm-hmm. I'll, 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 well, maybe I'll yeah, look but, across the island. There you will be. Maybe maybe not. You know, I don't see movies during the festival. No, I know you don't. I know <laughs> you can barely stand. So, um, all right. How about let's go with the with the silent cinema. Ooh. Every year I swear I'll go, and then something happens. But this year again, a Harold Lloyd I haven't seen. Talk about. Are you going to swear you're going to go though? No, I will not make the promise. Because <laughs> okay. maybe that means I'll show up. <laughs> I never miss it. Well, la di da. But yeah, Harold Lloyd, one of the master comedians of silent cinema. Uh, this is his film, uh, rom- romantic silent film, um, and uh, we'll be showing that with uh, Dennis James. Uh, the what I understand, he is the number one silent film organist around the world now, um, and uh, he'll be doing the organ for that night. He's done. He's done the original composition uh, for it cool. himself, and um, that'll be a lot of fun because Harold Lloyd is you know right up there with like the the masters of comedy. Yes, absolutely. And you showed a few years ago with Safety Last. Yes, that was about six years ago, I think. Has been that long. I think so. Good heavens. We should mention for people who don't know about the California Theater and the organ. Yeah. That this is, you want to. Yeah, I mean, the California Theater is, uh, we're we're talking, like it's like a palace of cinema, essentially. Uh, The Art Deco, all the the ornate uh, architecture in the place. And uh, they revamped it about. Ten years ago, yeah, it was about ten. Um, and, Packard uh, Foundation, Packard Foundation revamped it, and uh, every year during the festival, uh, we they, we hold the festival uh, for some screens there, opening, closing night, and all that. And then uh, we 
essentially uh, do a silent cinema. Sometimes we do two nights. Sometimes we just do one. This year we're doing the one night because we want to make a big, big deal out of it um, and not dilute it too much. Uh, and so that that that's going to be like uh, the organ rises up out of the out of the, mm-hmm. the pit, mm-hmm. uh, and then it the crowd d- goes dis- wild. descends a little bit as the movie goes, and he, you see it's him like, down there doing the organ. It's really cool how they do it, and um, the sound is amazing. Uh, the acoustics in that place, uh, it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to hard to match that in any other cinematic experience. I, I I don't think I can go anywhere else really and find that same experience because Stanford isn't quite. It isn't quite the same. I mean, I know that he's played there. Yeah. Uh, because that's where I actually first saw Harold Lloyd comedies a couple decades ago was at Stanford. Uh, but it's but it isn't the same. It's no, just, it's not. It's, it's a built-in pipe I think organ. It's, I think it's a more narrow theater, too, so the acoustics are yeah. a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's still beautiful theater. Uh, right, but we're talking about the California. We're talking about let's, the California. let's focus on it. We're, it's San Jose. It's beautiful. I know. It's, I can't believe you even brought up another theater. I'm sorry. Well, I'm going to bring up another theater because you got it back. Because it, it, did I read correctly that the that the San Jose rep is you you get to screen there this year under a new name though? Well, I don't know what the new name is, but I know it's that's what the, it is. The, the, ha- the Hammer Theater Center. The Hammer Theater Center, which was not available last year because because it was just an empty shell. It was em- it w- it was a shell. I'm not sure empty, but it was a shell. <laughs> Sorry, I can do the air quotes again. All right, thank you. Um, we'll have adjective yeah. wars later. No, but uh, but a lot of, a lot of the in, the insides were still intact. I mean, they had all the seats and they yes. had all the, all the all the stuff. That, but it was uh, closed for business. It was, no, cl- it was closed was for business. Yeah, um, and uh, that's because uh, there was a lot of troubles with how it was uh, done before. Right. And uh, so what happened is that they basically city uh, turned it over to the university to take over. And so when we work on the, for them for with them for years. So now we are going to be moving back in there. That's, that's great. Is that, is that going to be the official reopening of the Hammer Theater Center? The, we are actually officially the first event. That is fantastic. Excellent. Yeah. Because it's a beautiful space. I, I loved seeing movies there a couple of years yeah. ago, and mm-hmm. I missed it last year. really did. Yeah, and actually it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to – the films that we're showing there are definitely are even bigger than last year's uh, what we would have shown there too. I, I think that this, this year in particular – all the stuff that's showing at the Hammer Theater is going to be really just packed, uh, and we have some two large theaters, the California and the Hammer, and, and that's hard to pack sometimes. But every film we're showing in those theaters this year is like I think really going to have a big audience. So, so I have one specific because for the last two years you've recommended movies, and and I'd say uh, filmmakers too that we've really just enjoyed hanging out with. Yeah. Um, so two years ago was of course Eternity the movie. <laughs> Uh, last year, I would say was it was sort of which, a top, was, which was in the rep, which was in the rep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah was that where it first was? Yep. I can't remember. Um, so I just know I went to every screening of Eternity <laughs> the movie, um, especially after you got your T shirt. Oh yes, I had to go on the tour. Oh, that's great. I, I wore that in L A. to an L A. screening too. I wore the tour <laughs> shirt. Um, so uh, then last year was the House on Pine Street, which we mentioned because the Keeling brothers are coming back with the film and they're getting their release. Uh, they're getting it released theatrically this summer. Yes, for the House on Pine Street. Uh, and there was one other last year too that uh, I'm trying to Australia. Uh, no, I was going to say we wanted to talk because it opened. It didn't show again, but Back Kid uh, Begins, which yeah. was another. Oh, yeah. Because I just like to point out to people when you attend a, a, a film festival. I mean, Sundance gets the attention media wise because it's like, oh, who's buying what? But I want to point out that some really great films come out of here and do find their way to your home, to your theater near you. House on Pine Street, and still say 
the most yeah. suspenseful film I saw last year. Really lo- loved the artist. I'm very excited that the Keelings are coming back. Um, you know. And actually, Emily's in a short film. Emily, Did she direct Emily, one? Oh, yeah. Did she produce it? No, she's she's in it. I don't know if she produced it. But she's coming back. They're all coming back, right? Yeah, that's weird, huh? That's awesome. It's like a reunion. Wow. <clears throat> I can I, I will bring my bow ties and teach the Keelings <laughs> finally. Uh, so, and, and, it, and that's great. So, what is this year's for you? Like, you look at me because I remember this two years ago. You looked, you grabbed me, and looked at me, and said, "You got to watch Eternity." So, what is the film this year? Oh man, you asked me to pick favorites again. No, 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 no because this we is have a, to This is more a testament to our friendship. It's not picking favorites. It's what do you think I'm going to like? Oh, okay, not what. Not people listening are going to like. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, to be honest, there's there's a handful of them that I would really put out there. One of them that I'm just absolutely hoping that something really big happens with is "Love Is All You Need." I really want that film to get out there because uh, what it is is um, they take um, what seems like a normal world, uh, except everybody in it primarily is homosexual uh and all the people who are bullied are the heterosexuals so they invert the entire world mm. change gender roles everything it's you know it's got a great cast jeremy sisto elizabeth rome uh brianna evigan uh oh god osmond. emily osmond uh and um, uh, tyler blackburn from pretty little liars you know a, a big cast that they're doing and it's it's just really it's so well done beautifully shot beautifully acted and i really hope that something big happens with this because it's an important film Controversial, sure, but I really do. Actually, I want the Westboro Church to come out and picket it. Is what I want. <laughs> I can you hire them? I don't know. I oh yeah, they're available for parties. <laughs> Wait, can, can we send this podcast to tip them off? <laughs> oh, I'll tweet it to them. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just want. Hey, them do to you guys out. feel too calm? How about this? <laughs> I don't know. I just want them to come out and picket it. I mean, it, it's it. I, I actually, when I watched it, I didn't. I didn't think it was a controversial film because I used to it i mean like that that yeah it's not a, it's not a topic that is well no i know it's a, yeah. we have a we have a bubble yeah of, but i mean i, I know here I, I, I know yes. it's based on a short film and i know when the short film went out went out there to the world it got like something like 50 million uh, i was hits. gonna ask because i think i've seen that short film that's where yeah. the the girl wants to yes she yeah. do theater the she wants to do romeo and juliet yep. and she or romeo and romeo i think is yeah what it, yeah and that's in, and that's incorporated into the feature okay so um, i have seen that yeah and i i guess um what i've been told by the director is that um there were uh in other states uh teachers who had shown that in their classrooms were fired for showing the film Ooh. for the short film i am i'm not surprised and i don't say that with any kind of like yeah again we're in a bay area bubble we're in a bubble in a bubble. We're in a yeah. Bay Area bubble in California. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like Austin in Texas. It's like that's a bubble there. Oh. <laughs> I was warned. Yeah. You know, no. I mean, yeah. I go to Austin. It's like Berkeley. You know, I yeah. went to a festival and they took me to the Eeyore's birthday party where there was a drumming circle in the park. And like, there's nothing different about Texas. But no offense to the Houston list, but they go to Houston. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't dare. No, uh, no, no offense to anybody living in Houston because I love no. I, I've, I've been to Houston. I actually thought it was a great city. They're all crazy. I've been to Dallas. I love Dallas. But yes, I mean, it's I've never been to Dallas. Well, you should. I've seen the TV show. 
Oh, yeah, many times, many times. <laughs> Actually, I never did. I remember who I just shot JR. I just lied. Of course. How can we trust I'm, a thing you say? I'm just a liar. All right. Is there anything else that you would like to uh, recommend, you know, maybe one, one highlight again? Well, uh, not a picking paper, uh, just a, something that you think, a, you know. A very funny movie, Creed Moria. Um, which is a cross between uh, Little Miss Sunshine and Breakfast Club is what I would say. Okay. Um, well, I, let's, let's, let's not say Breakfast Club. Let's say Little Miss Sunshine and John Hughes is the best way to do it. It's, all right. It's, got, it's, it's all the 80s soundtrack. It's okay. got that sort of vibe to it, like that awkwardness of like growing up. But then it's got this whole dynamic of the family that they have in Little Miss Sunshine, very awkward and like weird, not too normal and that kind of thing. So it's really it, – I, I, those are the two films I could compare – are two different – I can compare it to John Hughes and Little Miss Sunshine. If, if John Hughes directed Little Miss Sunshine, how about that? <laughs> if only. If no, only. I know I like that film as it was. All right. Well, cool. All right. We're, we're kind of, uh, I want to close in uh, on, on, on both our, our meters and say uh, we thank you for taking the time to talk about uh, CineQuest 2016 starting, let's make sure we have those dates out there, March 1st, running through the 13th. Where do they go to get tickets? Uh, www.cinequest.org. C-I-N-E-Q-U-E-S-T dot O-R-G. Now, are we going to have, is it uh, VIP passes? How, how, how are they, can you buy individual? Do you buy a pass for you, the whole you thing? Can, you can buy passes. There's different levels of passes. There's the all-access pass. They have a pass. great website. The all-access pass that goes into, like, you, you could uh, get into everything, films, screenings, uh, events, parties. All, all the everything that in the festival, pretty much, um, and then there's the uh, opening closing night as well, and then there's a film lovers pass, which just gets you into like the films that you want to mm-hmm. see and everything, and then uh, there's different there's different levels. I can't remember them all off the top of my head. That's why you don't have to talk a little bit about the community that forms out of this thing because it's really pretty. Because incredible. When, when you do the 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 parties and stuff, and I know there are a, a lot of filmmakers around here that I keep saying you need to come to Cinequest because I just it's not just about seeing the movies; it, it really is about the parties, the community, the the making friends, as we say, uh, still know the Keelings, still know Emily, still yeah. know the guys from Eternity. And but just to answer your other question real quick, um, yeah. they, they can buy individual tickets too for the screenings too. It's okay. not you don't just right. have to buy you don't have to buy a pass either. You could you could get an individual screening, just go to one film, two films, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, as far as the community goes, uh, we like to think of it as yeah we we've built a sort of like a little village uh, downtown at the time uh, where people uh, talk to each other. Oh wow! People talk to each other. They're not on their phones the entire. They're, they're actually talking to each other during the festival, recommending films. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, talking about films. You know, talk about films they've seen, what they didn't like, what they have liked. Uh, also, going to parties together. We've actually and the filmmaking community also becomes this this thing too. It's not just the audience; it's also the filmmaking mm-hmm. community. Uh, and then the filmmakers interact with a lot of audiences too and meet them at different events, such as you know you, um, you me. Although, although you have been involved in film. Somewhere. With a film a few years ago. Years, yes. I, three seconds in Sparks. No, the movie is just Sparks. But, Available um, at Walmart in the $5 bin. <laughs> I got mine free. Anyway. Um, Ooh, so did I. <laughs> All right, but anyway, um, it, it is, you know, this. there's really nothing like it. It's you, you go to a lot of, you can go to a lot of festivals, music festivals like that, but you're, most people just listen to music, but here you, they, they're really talking to each other, ex- except when they're watching a movie. Hopefully they're not talking to each other. That would be rude. <laughs> But, you know, the, the way we set up the party is we, we invite everybody with passes uh, to those and um, some of the ticket holders, too, depending on what they what they buy. Um, and the artists and everything. It's a great way to just experience the downtown and go with people. And, and we actually have had love connections come out of this. 
quite a few times. We've heard, we've had people who've met at Cinequest and got married hmm. uh, quite a few times. And then we've also had artists, filmmakers, who have met each other here and gone off and done a lot of projects together. Nice. And some of them got married too. <laughs> <laughs> so for some reason, we're, we're speed film dating. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I am grateful to Cinequest because, you know, I, I think we'd had many mutual friends in common for years, and this made us friends. Well. I think. <laughs> you allowed me over at your house once. Air, air, air quote. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually, uh, I, won't, I won't mention that. <laughs> there, was a, there was one I know that I wrote down that I would mention, but I did, I'm not going to mention it now. All right. Well, thank Oh, suspense. No, uh, one, no, one of the act, actresses from Battlestar Galactica is in a movie premiering here, and she's going to be here. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Carrie Norton, who played medic Lane Ishay. <laughs> God, she she was on oh, a par- she, she was apparently on fifteen episodes of Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> okay, damn, damn it. I know. I just don't know my Battlestar Galactica as well as as I should. I, you should you should you should know it better. I should. You really should because I could have brought something really cool with that. <laughs> you say that. All right. Well. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Michael, for taking the time this afternoon to talk to thanks us. For, thanks for all talking so much, Jessica. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, she warned us ahead of time. I was like, <laughs> but, but really, it was best that you be here to keep him in line. So we thank, thank you for that. Uh, no and of one course, does that. <laughs> we, we tried. Uh, that's, again, Cinequest March 1st through 13th. You can go to Cinequest.org for tickets, and we will see you there. And it's not the last conversation we'll be having. No, we'll be having a number of podcasts uh, out, of, out of there and seeing many films. So. Thank you, you very much. You're going to find me during the festival, aren't you? Probably. I always find you during the festival. You find me. You walk over and go, hey, and then you grab, like, you. Well, was I drunk when you just did that? <laughs> yes, usually okay. you are. Okay. And, then uh, you, and then you grab some filmmaker who doesn't know who I am and go, you have to talk to this guy. And I've never said it like that, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally exaggerating because you're trying to be cool, you know. <laughs> that doesn't sound cool at all. <laughs> hey, you, you have to, to talk to this Suddenly, I'm W. C. Fields coming to you during the. Fe- or no, right. no, 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 I'm, uh, I'm Foster Brooks. Foster Brooks, yeah. I'm the Foster Brooks of programming directors. And two of the people of the three people that would get that joke are in this room right now. So excellent. Sorry, Foster Brooks. Look him up. All right, <laughs> Google it, people. We're in Silicon Valley. All right. Thank you very much. Off to Cinequest. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed that. If you're local to the California Bay Area, make sure to check out Cinequest at C-I-N-E-Q-U-E-S-T dot org. And be sure to go to Fanboy Planet for our podcasts, articles, and reviews fresh from Cinequest. For now, this is Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use, use your, your powers, powers only for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. Test, test, test. Okay, Derek, let me hear you. All right, hang on. Let me just adjust a little bit to where I'll be looking down, and I was just struck by...
another one. Headshot of Neil again. Um, okay, yes. you're on one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm good, good still. And the writer's celebration is Saturday. Okay. Oh, good. No, y- yes? Saturday, not Sunday. Saturday. Saturday, March 5th. Excellent. Because I have to fly out on the 6th for business, so... I don't have all the details on what the event is because they're still working out some of the, the final prep on that. That's right. I just want to make sure I could. Yeah. I was feeling really badly that I would not be able to attend any of it this year. So if you ask anything about the writer Celebration, it's going to be me saying, stay tuned. That's <laughs> all right. We'll run something. We'll okay. run something. Okay. So you're doing this. So oh, now, you need, I, you need now, to, now I will do this. There you go. You move the mic to wherever it's comfortable for you, but it needs to be in front of you. Sweet. That's where it's most comfortable. You're gonna do an Aerosmith on for, this next? for three minutes, maybe. Look at my scarf. Tie your but scarf once you're on. done with the song, it's your your wrist is gonna get tired, even yours. I'll just do this. Hey, yeah. Ooh, it sounds like you're in the next room. <laughs> do a funny voice when you do that. Hi, yeah. Oh, that's Michael's <laughs> assistant testing. Yeah. <laughs> There's Big Mike and Little Mike. Oh God. <laughs> what the other microphone's for well now there's two little chris garcias so it's true two or three <laughs> i don't know if i'd called vanessa chris garcia no i was talking about chris <laughs> okay well yeah okay yeah <clears throat> i mean two mini versions of chris garcia that's right true. right true i thought it was lovely that um when i saw I, I don't know which one it was but one of them definitely had like a proto mohawk going on there when we were at the uh Oh, I didn't notice it. Yeah, the hair the hair is definitely longest on top. And oh, that's great. Pushed up on the side, I'm going, dude. You just need to put some gel in that. Beginner sn- guide to snuff. Yes, it's really funny. That's on my list here somewhere. On yeah, somewhere. It's already on my list. Yeah. All right. Well, um, it's a horror. It's a horror. Film, oh, Empire, it's a horror. Empire of the Corpses. That's the one we have to talk about too. Yeah, yeah it's I, definitely. I guess. Beginner's Guide to Snuff is a horror comedy, though, so it's a... a black comedy? Very black comedy. Okay. Yeah. Let's put it this way. Um, uh, they want to make a snuff film to win a horror contest, but they don't really want to kill anybody. They just want to, like, pretend they're going to and, like, scare the person so much. Yeah. Um, and then the tables are turned on them, essentially. Wow. Because there is a serial killer on Loose in Town. Of course. Okay, that's all I wanted to do. And that town is San Jose. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know where they filmed it because uh, the filmmakers are from the Bay Area, but I don't know if they fil- where they filmed it. And, well, no, I didn't, Most I didn't snuff ask, films I didn't ask in the you. valley take place in Campbell. Oh. Uh, all the serial killings? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, but the, the Over by the Starbucks and uh, <laughs> but the direct- Orchard Valley. In Willow the valley. Orchard valley. But the yeah. filmmakers had a really good film a few years ago that we showed called The Hamiltons, which is a... Uh, um, a family of vampires movie. Okay, you know, I don't know how else to describe it because it's it's kind of not quite vampires, but kind of are, mm-hmm. and it's very it's a very strange. It was really good, and that went over really well. <clears throat> I think when I think of, I mean, the darkest comedy. I don't even know how to count. Yeah, um, Ruling Class. I don't even know how to ca- how to categorize yeah. that film. Other than mm-hmm, batshit mm-hmm. crazy halfway through. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah, yeah. what would you call it? I don't know. It's a dark comedy. It was a satire. It's, it's a yeah. satire. In its purest sense of what a satire is supposed to be. Yeah. It could, it could be him texting me who the artist is. It wasn't. 
I like that we're showing that you're showing Manhunter. Oh yeah, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. Oh, you have. You've to. never seen Manhunter. I've never seen it. Wow. wow. Well, you got to go see it. It's at the big screen. So I read about the it, first quarter of the book, and it scared the shit out of me. Because it, the funniest I can remember, I was describing Manhunter <clears throat> to a girlfriend, and she had read Silence of the Lambs, and I'd never heard of it, and she was saying, "Well, this sounds like," or maybe it was the other way around. She was telling me it's about Silence of the Lambs and, and I, the book, and, and I said, like "Oh, that's Manhunter." Man and she said, no, no, it's Red Silence Dragon. of the Lambs. But you know, well, we didn't know the Red Dragon right, right. either. And, uh, you know, so it was just kind of interesting. And I still think Brian Cox is the best. He's great, yeah. He is the best. And Tom animal. Noonan is creepy. Tom Noonan is creepy. I have a very difficult time with Tom Noonan in every other role since. <laughs> very, oh, very tall. I've got to put money in the meter. Oh, go, go, go. All right, now is when shit gets real. Okay. So VJ and I. I put 90 minutes in. No ticket. Yay. Although I was walking out there and I'm going, I'm just going to jaywalk right across the street and there's a big old police cruiser going right down. Yeah, yeah. They got bigger fish to fry here. Ooh. Did you want anything or just black? Just black. Like my soul. Wow. There's Jessica, by the way. Hello, Jessica. Nice to meet you. I think, I think, I think you met Jessica. We've met several times. <laughs> well, that's right. We've been emailing back and forth, right? So, yes. Yes. Okay. You sure you don't want to sit with us? Uh, I don't know if I'll have too much to say. <laughs> well, you can always, we've, we've, had, we've had guests like that. You know, they, they, and that's what Michael always says, and then we can't get a word in edgewise. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. 60 minutes of an icy stare across the table. He said he'll let me drive. I'm like, no, go ahead and give me the questions and all that stuff. It's always good because then you can correct him when he's wrong. Our listeners love that. Now, just do this a lot. You weren't supposed to say that. Yeah. I I, I was able to pick that up on the mic. That's what Kyle... uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, That's what Kyle used to do, right? Oh, no, Michael. Stop. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Are you... Not really. You have energy. I'm not peppy. We're not. All. We're not aggressively antagonistic <clears throat> interviews either. Well, maybe for him. It could be fun. Okay. Sure. All right. Cool. <laughs> we have an extra guest. I told. I told him. I told him. Yes, you can have this one. Okay. I told Michael that we're going to do it like between two firms, and you're going to do the Galifianakis. Okay, tonight at the podcast, nah. which, of uh, course, yeah, all right, uh, you know, I'm going to make you say that live. <laughs> <laughs> you practice it all day. And I was saying, well, you know, he was saying only if he's got the goatee going on. Mm. No. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. No no facial hair for you. No, because that's where the gray is. Uh, and by the gray, well, I, I mean white. <laughs> uh, well, well, come on. <laughs> I know, but it works for you. I guess. You're, you always see you're used to it. You haven't seen me without it. So That's true. That's true. Yeah, you're going to look entirely different without that. Like a thumb. <laughs> you actually be surprised. Yeah? When I shaved it off, like <laughs> my, my kids are like, what? Oh, kids. That's different. Yeah. Kids, kids. Well, well uh, sometimes. Dad, you clipped your nails. Why'd you clip your nails? <laughs> exactly, yeah. All right. Let's Do you see. need to test her? I Well, <clears throat> she has the same problem you had. Oh,
But now, okay. Mike's like our roadie. He totally gets it. Oh, I do. no problem. Okay. Oh, this guy has so to be Can I get you in. anything, Mr. McCaw? You got me coffee. I appreciate it. You probably that. want to put that Actually, between she, you she and Derek. It, so. so draw a line through it and then put the microphone right on that line. So it's probably going to be about 15 degrees off and a little bit to your, <coughs> left, to your left. There you go. Cool. Yeah, because it's very – can you hear yourself? Yes. There you I go. Myself. Whoa, Excellent. weird. You sound good. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's hear you. Let's let me like hear you candy. say. You know, I'm, I'm not sure I approve of that. Let's start reading something. Or well, I don't care. But, uh, okay. But Heaven's look at the microphone. Floor. Heaven's floor. Just do this. I will read. Oh yeah, I'll get one. Get, of those. get, get, get the one. One right. woman's rescue changes her life. Does it sound okay? Yeah, life up. And the you life broke my of her savior. But which one needs the most saving? Okay, that's good. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, we are ready to go. We are ready to go. Wow, it is not it is not letting me uh take your picture, Michael. I'm sorry. Well I am a vampire. Ooh, well, I'm gonna just like post it out. on Instagram. Okay, well we can do it later. Mm. Do it another time. What's it look like? Let's look on the other side. <coughs> is there something possibly stuck in front of it? No? No. Switch it to uh video and then switch it back. I'm gonna try this. Oh Let's see god. if it's just Oh my god. Yeah, you broke it. Oh, there it is. Okay. There we go. Look intense. <laughs> Give me that sugar. Now let me get it square because it just it matches your hair. Okay. Captures the mode. All right. That's not me. I know. I'm just going to see. Oh, it's a text. Maybe it's him. <laughs> this uh, just in. It's it not was, Drew Susan. It wasn't Drew Susan. I just said that was always a big deal that Bad Kid Begins got that poster. But I will say the name anyway. Okay. Chang Lui. Oh, well. It's very Drew Struzan like. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Like. Like. Many poster artists would like to be like Drew Struzan. Okay, I'm going to move that out of the way. Just throw it through <laughs> the window, will you? <laughs> I want to see a real tantrum. He says sorry for the delay. <laughs> he was working out at the gym. You know L.A. people. Never tell of that. I look up, look up, up. Yeah, you went back to character. <laughs> I have a. <laughs> <laughs> so photo he's ready. Still, he's smiling more and more as he's, 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 he looks like Ready Kilowatt. Okay, who's that? You don't know who Ready Kilowatt is? No. The little lightning guy, light uh, light bulb when you grew up. G- wasn't he a PG and E with PG and E? Oh, I didn't with, know the name. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, the light bulb with lightning coming out of his. She's too young. Are you? <laughs> and I just, yeah. <clears throat> I thought he was still like. I thought the kids still loved el- electricity. Uh, <laughs> they they don't, don't care anymore. They don't. <laughs> kids today. They don't understand. That's what makes their phones work. <laughs> well, I was you get you get every year like a different comic book with ready uh, comic book with ready kilowatt teaching you kite flying safety, and I thought, oh yeah, who flies? Kites anymore? Okay, I don't remember any of that. Well, I know because you, you know you well, there a lot were, of cocaine in those, the nineties. All those, all those portfolios <laughs> are left over from the fifties. I was trying to move you forward a little bit. What was the drug in the nineties? Um, Ecstasy, wasn't it? No, I don't no. know. Was that was a meth starter. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I was like seven. <laughs> well, all right. Let's, uh, let's <laughs> move forward, shall we? The drug in the nineties? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. All right. <coughs> so we're not, we're going to go without intro here because we uh we'll be cutting this into mm-hmm. something else so we can just uh What? We can imagine imagining music music coming up and going down and there and we're in the interview. Ooh, music. 
What am I? What am I? What am I? What am I going in from? Uh, Pet Shop Boys. That was Pet Shop Boys from the album. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> all right. We can do it about West ten Tech, seconds. There was West, 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 West Tech Girls. I knew it was West Tech Girls. That's the only album I remember. Yeah, I got the braids. You got the looks. No, that's that's. Let's song. make lots of that's money. Not, I know. It's not, okay. I know. It's not. Let's make lots of money. It's not. Shit, I can't remember the name. Opportunity is the name of that song. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, I, I don't know anything about the Pet Shop Boys. Oh, that's that's opportunity. Okay. <laughs> Or you let this, on. This is going to be one of those hours, just so you know. <laughs> we just gave him coffee, too. <clears throat> I've, I've been recording for the last Thank 20 you. minutes. I knew, so. It's okay. <laughs> That's good. why I didn't say anything about you when you left the room. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. All right. Um, okay. So, we've gone in. You give, me, give the clue. Clue. We are here. With, uh, why don't you introduce yourself so that, uh, I mean, I think audiences will be able to tell. Why don't we do this tell, again? <laughs> yeah. Introduce yourselves, but the audience will be able to tell that Jessica is the one woman in the room when we say <laughs> Jessica. But still, just, you know, kind of name check yourself for it. I don't know. I could do the voice. Little Mikey <laughs> came to play. Great. 